You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market, and Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 118. We are clawing away, uh, still going, and we're still keeping track. So for all of you people out there that think it's funny that we list and we give a number to every episode, um, we really don't care. We're going to keep doing it. So this is episode 118. And thanks to social media, thanks to Greg Taylor, thanks to... Everybody and and people that follow us and and every and follow us and comment and and chat with us, we have Brian Ellathorpe on with us tonight. A lot of you will know Brian's work from too many hobbies. Um, not he's not bragging or anything, but uh, he's monetized on uh, on YouTube and uh, and we're not, so uh, he's not bragging or anything like that. But anyways, Never. we're gonna we're gonna talk to Brian. We're gonna get into too many hobbies chat with him. Um, it, we'll talk about how small of a world it really is. Um, cause we'll touch into that, but I wanted to get a couple things, um, announced. So this is, uh, this is the 12th of October to Thursday. So this will obviously this will drop on Monday. Um, but for anybody, please, you need to check out my friend. Uh, where am I? Jesus, I'm trying to hit my other shoulder. There. Yeah, there you go. Right here. Our good friend, Jeff Coates at Pit Boss Waterfowl. You need to be checking out Jeff's social media right now and watching what he's got on the go. And he's putting together this mansion of a house that he's building. And, and it's insane, the work that's being done. So please go check that out. Uh, say hi to him. Tell him that uh, you heard about it from us. Um, our good friends at Tangle Freeze got some sales on the go right now. So I want you to, to go check that out. There you go. Brian's a big, <laughs> Brian's a big Tangle Free fan. Um, and First Light has a sale on right now. Actually, if you go on, if you if you take your time and you're looking, um, some of the sales that are first light stuff, if you if you read the fine print, I, I think the solitude jacket, you buy the solitude jacket right now and you get an FA, FH uh chest rig. Uh, a free chess rig that comes with it too. So, so oh, there's some perks. If, if you're on the first light website, what you really need to buy is the ground control pack. Let me tell you. Yeah. So that's Bill's shameless. Just throwing throw. that out there. <laughs> Kevin Bill's, and Logan will be proud because that bag yeah. is the cat's ass. Um, And, you know, I started wearing this hat last week um, and I never got a chance to say anything, but I did want to give a big shout out to a good old Canadian boy, Rut Daniels, um, Bud Fisher, uh, good Canadian boy that's doing some pretty amazing things, um, and and just being absolutely. I'm online. I'm recording. He's recording. He's recording. So we're gonna try and keep talking loud so we don't pick up Phil's conversation with his kids as he's chatting with his kids and <laughs> daddy, 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 can, can I eat these chips? Daddy. I'm like, are absolutely. you serious? Where's your mother? Absolutely. Mom's in the, those mom's chips. In the shower. Go your fucking potato chips. Yeah. So, family guy episode going on over there. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like so I'm, I'm legit big, sitting here. I can hear the knocking at the door. I'm like, 
fuck it. I'll ignore him. Doc, doc, doc. Knock, knock, knock. I'm finally out of the corner. There's a head peering around the corner. <laughs> Go eat your chips. Go eat your chips. God. Anyways, Don't come back one year. I, I um, digress. I digress. Um, so big shout out, uh, Bud uh, Fisher, Rut Daniels, doing amazing things, buddy. Love watching you. Love seeing all the popularity you're getting up and down the Eastern Seaboard. I know you're getting some big crowds showing up to see you. So that's awesome to see. Um, just this past weekend, we did our very first co co-ed hunt camp and it was an amazing success. Um, big shout out to the Highland Waterfowl Guide uh, service, which is, uh, rich and, and Brittany fanning. Um, they done an amazing job. Um, I've never went to a duck camp and had brisket for dinner, like, or actually, actually brisket was the second course. The first course was this hearty stew that we all just started scoffing down after we come off the water that night. And then once we just demolished all the stew, then she comes out with a brisket. Um, so yeah, we ate real well. Eat anything after oh, that. Oh, buddy, it was insane. It was so good. We had lots of food. They were awesome hosts. Um, Lorianne Horse and uh, Jamie uh, Lalonde Trudeau was there from the Canadian Sports Women's Society. They brought along, uh, some dudes and uh, our good friend Craig and Carrie Lalonde came along. So that was awesome. We had an amazing weekend with them. And now tomorrow, Philly and I are packing up. We're heading east. We're going to hang out with Phil Savvy from PVS Game Calls and Logan McNulty from Fair and Foul Outfitters. And we're going to do a goose smasher. And I am not a big goose hunter. I'm not a big lover of hunting geese. I shouldn't say I'm not a big hunter of loving geese. I much prefer to shoot puddle ducks over anything, but the time has come where I need to put a beat down on some honkers. And that's you where mean, we're going. You, you mean Logan Minolti from Coot Commander Guiding Service? Yeah, Coot Commander Guiding Service. Yeah. So, anyways, that, that's, that's the first time I've ever done that many announcements to start a show. Um, so, that's all let it away. Brian. Buddy, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, um, anytime. It's awesome. And and you know what? It's really cool because, like I said, um, before we hit the record button, Brian, like you've been following us and and chime yeah. in and and always comment and stuff like this. So our good friend oh, yeah. Greg Taylor. Um, we love Greg. Yeah, Greg, Greg <laughs> finally said, Hey, listen, you two need to get get together so uh and do a show. So I was like, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. So oh, I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. No, no. So no, thank you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. So Brian's Brian is um, coming from the great state of Ohio. Only 30 minutes. I guess this is a little bit of a, I don't know what you would call it, but when you said you're, you're from Ohio, I'm like, how far are you away from Craig Mintz? Cause that's <laughs> the only person I know from Ohio. And you're like, Oh, I'm only 30 minutes yeah. away. And then, and then Philly goes, how far are you away from this place? And you're like, yep. oh, only 15 minutes. And I'm like, holy fuck, small world. You know, and what's crazy is my my wife gets so mad because I just know so many people all over awesome. the place. And like, I mean, you're you've got to be, what, 15 hours from me. And uh, we, yeah, we, and like, no. What are we? Nova Scotia? Like, like, no, no, I'm in Ontario, buddy. Oh, Ontario. OK, Sorry. yeah. So, so, Brian, so I'm 
I'm like 45 minutes northeast northeast of Toronto. Okay. I can hit Oak Harbor in like seven, seven and a half. Oh, okay. But I mean, still like the fact that yeah, eight hours away it's in not another, that far. another country. <laughs> well, that that's the way I would, if you wanted to make it sound impressive, just say um, from another country, don't say yeah, eight yeah, hours exactly. away because that, yeah. that, that sounds close. But when you well, say well, another country yeah. makes you well, think way Well, here's further. the funny part is, is half, half the trip is just getting to the damn state border. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I I'm four hours from my house to Detroit. Oh, okay. okay. It, it's okay. shorter to go from Detroit to Oak Harbor than it is from my house to Detroit. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Ontario is a massive, massive. Oh, Ontario is huge. Like, see, it, I it, don't know much about it. I've only no. been up. I've been up like just up, just across the border. Yeah. So to put it in perspective, Brian, it is faster to drive from Toronto to Florida than it is from to drive from Toronto up and around to the Manitoba border, which is the next province. Really? Yeah. 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 It's faster it, to drive to Florida and it's it, well worth the drive. It's almost two days, <laughs> right? Phil from, from 24. like if, 24 hours from yeah. like, if you came, if you came from Quebec and you hit the Ontario, if you're driving a trans Canada highway and you hit Ontario, it's 24 hours on the trans Canada from the Quebec border to the Manitoba border. I think yeah. it's longer than 24 hours. Yeah. Well, I'm about 16 and a half to Thunder Bay. And you're about another okay. six, six or so to yeah. six okay. to so, Manitoba. So. It's far. Fucking far. <laughs> yeah. Not just so Brian, far. Yeah, fucking, fucking far. far. Brian, um, wouldn't be very much of a, a, a show if we didn't dive into what too many hobbies are and stuff like this. And I really, right. I, I want to do it because when you were telling me about it before we hit record button, how it all played out, like how it all started for you. I just, yeah. it's awesome because um, just from humble beginnings. Right. So, yeah, you know, t- tell us, tell us about, you know, you're starting out with, with filming some hunts from your phone, fo- from your phone. Yeah, so I mean, I started with a, it was just a Hero Plus, like one of the first GoPro mm-hmm. cameras to come out. And uh, I, I've i always kind of liked filming everything I do. Like when I was powerlifting, I'm always filming stuff. When I was younger, I always had a video camera filming just random stuff. I always enjoy filming stuff and looking back on it. So why are hunts any different, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you have good hunts, like you want to look back at them and remember it and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it plays into like photos and video. You just really want to capture those memories, be able to look back. So when I bought this camera, I'm I'm just wearing it on these hunts. And like I was telling you, like we were up at, uh, Lake St. Clair, we did some hunts around here on the lake and, uh, I started putting clips together and then, software that i had you could put music to it and stuff like that and i was just saving them to youtube so that i could share them with people instead of saving it on my phone because the files are gigantic when you do it that way yeah yeah and then like a year later i look back and like some of the (laughs) the videos had like a thousand fifteen hundred views and i'm like why does anybody care what i'm doing like (laughs) i'm not in like you know, I'm, I'm not hunting flooded rice fields or anything cool. Like I'm shooting divers. I, I didn't yeah. think it was anything like we see so many of them that you almost think everybody else sees the same kind of thing, but not everybody lives on a great lake. Yeah. And wants to hunt it. I you mean, take like, it for it's granted. Big. eh? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's big water. It's dangerous. Yeah. And you just like, you, you don't think about it. 
you yeah. know, like me, I, I I'm used to it now. So it doesn't scare me as much, but if somebody comes up here and they've never been out there, it's like looking at the ocean. I mean, 100%. Yeah. It's scary. So like, I think that intrigues people, especially in Ohio, there's just not a lot of people that are making videos for the internet. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just kind of a flyby state, you know, not many people are up here for trophy birds unless they're like doing the hunt 41 and they're trying to get, you know, a bluebill or a right. golden eye or something that they can't get in like, say, Kentucky or, you know, anywhere that's around right. that doesn't have big water. So I started filming this. I had a, I think I had named it Brian Elthorpe Media. It was, I was making videos on it. And then my side business, the actual Brian Elthorpe Media blew up and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to start associating some of the things that I'm like working with clients on with hunting. Like I want to separate the two. And I yeah. want to start a podcast too. And so I wanted to, I wanted a channel that kind of encompasses whatever I want to post, whatever I want to film, whatever I want to post. And people have always told me you got too many hobbies. So I was like, that works out perfectly. It's kind of catchy, you know, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people can relate. There's just a lot. I mean, as Absolutely. dudes, we just always want to get our hands in whatever we can. So, I mean, between like the photography, videography, hunting, fishing, powerlifting, dog training, whatever it might be, like I can just kind of post it or I can talk about it. And uh, it's worked out pretty nicely. It's been the last two and a half years. I've kind of tried to keep a a consistent upload schedule. I've been trying to do different videos, things that like I can look at analytics and see what's doing better than the others. And I mean, like it's a small channel still, Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think we just surpassed like 400 or 450,000 views and like, wow, it's not bad for a channel with 1100 subscribers. So dude, that that's, it's amazing. That's pretty like, cool. Yeah. Like we're still like we haven't we haven't hit a thousand subscribers yet, right? Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not anywhere close to the number of views that that you have, but it just goes to show um you don't need to be, you don't have to have all the ridiculous fancy gear. You just right. got you just gotta capture something that that gets somebody's attention. And exactly, and when you say um, you ultimately you took it for granted when it come to divers, right? Because you're just yeah. surrounded, you're surrounded by it, but you know, the States like Ohio is not the first state that pops to your head no. when you think about duck hunting, right? No, definitely not. So, and, and now you're throwing in, so one, it's Ohio, and now yeah. you're going to throw in diving diver ducks that yeah. not a lot of people get a chance to see don't get a chance to hunt and has absolutely no idea how fucking impossible it is to kill those things because right. they are it's like they're wearing Kevlar suits. Um, when, <laughs> buddy, I've dumped so many shells into a bird to try and get it to yeah. die. Um, but yeah, and it's just, you know, that's something different and something that, you know, um, you can only watch so many videos of fellows in flooded timber just smashing on green heads, right? Because, yeah. and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because right. trust me, I want to do it. Um, but there's a lot of that out there. There's not a lot. You know, we've got Jeff Coates that's doing that's doing the scooter and and stuff yeah. like that, right? But there's not a lot of guys doing the big water, the big water ducks, right? So right. I, 
good for you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been cool just because like I didn't realize how much people just wanted to see something different. I thought that, you know, if you want to get a big channel or something or you want to get views, you have to jump on what everybody else is doing. But I mean, when there's 45 different people that are filming themselves hunting a cornfield. That's right. I even find myself getting a little bored of it. And it's just it's cool to kind of branch out and uh, gain a different you know, fan base, I guess, aside from everybody that wants to see field hunts. But at the same time, I try to incorporate a lot of educational stuff into it. And I'm not a pro by any means, but I like to share things that are, that have been helpful for me over the years. Yeah. It's just, it it feels right. You know, I want to pass that information along to people that want to get into the sport because I love to see it grow. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I think that it was what uh, Sean Stahl said, you know, we're just so mean to each other. Yeah. So I are, try man. not to be, you know, I yeah. just really want to encourage people to try it. If they want to try it, I take people out all the time. I can't even count how many new people I've gotten into it. And it helps me because then I have people to go hunting with. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if you're hunting, uh, you know, for those that don't know, if you're hunting puddle ducks, you can throw out and recover your decoys on your own. Right. Start putting out long lines of, divers it's not fun <laughs> not fun by yourself whatsoever no. philly you've done it for a long time doing it by yourself I, I, i've done it once or twice and uh it's a bit of a pain yep yeah especially but, the way i like to do it in slotted bags like i'm kind of uh ocd yeah, that, about how they go back in doing. so that they can come out and uh yeah it's uh it can be a little stressful if you're in, I mean, I have a 20 foot lake boat and trying to navigate that while picking up decoys in 15, 20 mile an hour winds. Like it's just not fun. Yeah. Like I've like all, all, all my decoys, like I run a whole pile of Dixie decoys. Okay. All, all ones that I've paid myself and I run oh, them cool. all, I run them all in slotted bags Yep. and like hundred foot lines. And yeah, like you go up, you find that bottom line and you come up from downwind, you hook it, and you just start rifling decoys in the bags, yeah. and you just, you just hope that it comes out all right. But we, yep. we've had a few hunts where, like, I, I did a uh, did a four man hunt. It was a couple years ago, and actually, one of my fellow Dixie staffers from Ohio, he came up okay. here to Ontario, and we got we got tossed around like a damn pea in a pop can, <laughs> and like we legit just raped everything off the lake threw it on the shore when we got back and just sorted it out but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things like you're running diver hunts yeah you know, she turns nasty and you figure it out exactly. it is what it is but yeah, they, i have friends that have left their decoys out in the lake and they just went and got them the next day they're like yeah. it's got it turns too fast and you got to do what you got to do to get out of there yeah and, absolutely. Uh, if you're not equipped with the right boat like you start exactly. you start dancing with fate and yeah. yeah um and everybody has their own way of recovering and deploying their decoys, right? Like that, that, that's the thing. Like every, every different boat you go on, it's a new education. And, you know, usually the owner of the boat, he's driving and he'll tell you where he wants you to put, okay, drop the anchor here and, and start going. And, and every one is a little bit different. Um, the best, the best one I've been a part is, is, uh, a guy named, uh, uh, Keddy or Keddy Tipling. Um, he was from down on, uh, down around the long point area and he okay. actually had a reel 
Hey, yep. He had it all geared up and you just literally, when you were ready, you just clip it on and on a reel and he just reeled it. Uh, it was amazing how he had it all set up, but everybody has a different way of doing it. And, and exactly. that's the thing with the diver hunting is that it, it is such a, it's so different. And, and I get it. Um, if you haven't, ex- if you haven't seen, I haven't hunted it because I've seen it. They've been too far out. But when I've seen rafts of, you know, 10,000 redheads. Yeah. Uh, just there. And yep. you're, and you're like, holy smoke. And when they it's lift crazy. off, it's like a cloud. Like, Oh, absolutely. If you're just scanning the horizon, it looks like a cloud that's just down close to the water. I, really, right? I, I That's the black you. cloud. That's the yep. black cloud. Yeah. Diver, diver hunting will separate the boys from the men. I like to think so. Makes me yeah. feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can, yeah. I can say I've been there. I've lived it. I've done it. And it'll toy with your life. Yeah. Well, separate and the boys from the men. Yep. It's a lot more expensive too. I mean, it's like, I mean, I bought a layout. Yeah. I actually have two layout boats now. I just bought a two man to be able to take my son when he grows up. I found one pretty right. cheap. And uh, so I have two layout boats. I have a 20 foot lake boat. I have now. Wow eight, 10 dozen diver decoys. Like it, it just, there's so many different things that you need. If you want to hunt like open water or you want shore hunt shore hunts, right. obviously a little, a little easier, mm-hmm. but there's really nothing like sitting in a layout boat and looking a bluebill in the eyes at eight yards while it's yep. setting its feet down about to land in your boat. It's just completely different. And that's different. And then you're trying to shoot it with the, with the with the waves the, your, yep. the movement um so i've been hum- i've only ever hunted out of a layout a couple times and i've been humbled it's every fun. time i've been <laughs> every time i've been in it yeah. like, hey how can you miss that i'm like what do you mean how did i miss it you see the yeah. swell that's on the water right now oh yeah yeah we went out and hunted uh we went sea duck hunting out in massachusetts and uh, okay we- cool we went with the guy, if you guys ever seen the Drake episode that um, Jeff Coates was on, he got, he was hunting out of a layout boat. We went with the guide that took him out for that uh, show. Okay. So he's Ra- Randy Drago, Codfather Outdoors or uh, Codfather Charters. And uh, he, we went with him specifically because he does layouts in the ocean. And so Whoa. we got the layout hunt out in the ocean in the first out day the that Atlantic. we were there. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. We got there the first day, hunted the, the Boston Bay, and it was 10-foot swells. So we were coming up, down, up, down. And we're trying to shoot scoters the first day with the sun in our eyes. And it's just, and it was insane. To vomit. I actually did throw up the first day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're hammering, you're hammering gravel before you go oh, out on. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you would, you would see these lines of scoters come in. And you would lose them behind the swell. And then yeah. all of a sudden they come down and you'd be up and you're trying to shoot down at them. You're trying to shoot up at them. <laughs> it was trying not insane. to toss your cookies. Yep. Yeah. 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 It took, it took me three hours and then I finally threw up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, a, bad. that's a good run. Yeah. yeah that, that that's is, a good, that's, that's a good an run. impressive run. That's an it's impressive. Run. Even with motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. And then the next two days it was pretty calm, but it was really cool to go out there and kind of see, you know, the same thing that we're doing here, but on the ocean, you know, it's just different birds. And I mean, yeah, he sets them up differently. He had a two man layout and a one man layout that he did like two separate spreads for, but yeah. I mean, he was, 
he was using tangle free decoys, these big Homer foamer decoys that he had bedlined and stuff. And it was like, wow, it was pretty cool just because there's so much salt water out there. You know, he can't yeah. use just any weight. So he was using truck road, like semi truck rotors for his weights and stuff like that. It was, that's what I've used in the past. Yeah, like even that's what when I have I, now. Yeah. It was rotors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and that, and for anybody that's, and I really want to uh, harp on this and really dig into this because it's not something that we talk a lot about on this show is, is diver ducks, right? Yeah. And you know, you're hunting out of a boat, so you got to have your line, your decoys are, are at both ends are in my, in my experience has been truck rotors. Now you've got a boat and I've been out in the water and buddy, like my anchor that I have for my boat and then having to take off, like take spare rotors and yep. tie off to the stern of the boat yep. in order to keep the stern in place with the bow in place and the wind and the waves still throwing you around. Yeah. Like, you know what, Phil, at first, when you said um, it separates the men from the boys, I was like, well, you know what? Like there's some pretty, there's, there's some pretty crazy hunts when, when, when you're chasing puddle ducks and, and, and when you're chasing, uh, you know, those big old, those big giant Canada's when, uh, when it turns real cool, but you know, the the more I'm thinking about it now, that fucking diver hunting, man, like, (laughs) like crazy. What what, what was the last time you heard a guy lose his life shooting a fucking big old sand (laughs) in a cornfield? no you're right about it but you're right no you're right but then but then brian you talk about like how much more expensive it is well look at the gear the extra gear that you gotta have right so so first off camouflage don't work and i've 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 seen phil talk to fellas and say oh that's an awesome that's an awesome color for uh diver hunting yeah and people sort of like snicker at them as if to say oh it's you know what the fuck you're talking about? Like, why would you wear, why would you wear gray? Yeah. Do you or, know or, who I am? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I'm somewhat of a big deal. Um, Cause I don't. Yeah. But, uh, but it, yeah, like, you, so if you're layout hunting, like you're not sitting in, in with, with Optifade or Typha no. or max five or, or any of that, like you need, you need black gray. Yep. Um, so the gloves Char- that charcoal charcoal, like yeah. you, the big old friggin' gauntlet gloves in order to be able to, so your hands don't fucking free. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. It gets pretty gnarly. I mean, like you're out, I mean, you're completely open to the wind too. So like you yeah. have to have, like, I always wear like a vest of some sort, like a Dakota vest under yeah. so I can block some of that. And like, I mean, if you get out there and it's pretty, like, even if you're in an area where it's semi covered that you're not getting like absolutely beaten by the wind like a river or something yeah yeah you still you get this little chop and it'll come oh, yeah. right all over the back of the boat and it'll come right down the back of your waders and it's just <laughs> it is kicks like, the shit out of you too right it like sucks. You, yeah you are six layers deep hunting divers yeah yeah at well, least but then yeah. but then think about think about when you come off the water so let so let's say in november early december Yep. You're out there. The, the, you're just getting the shit kicked out of you all day, right? On the yep. water. And then you get aboard your truck and you crank up the heat. Huh. Try staying awake. 
See, it doesn't because, help me very much because I'm five minutes from the boat ramp. So <laughs> oh, fuck by, by the time that by the time, like if I don't start my truck as we're pulling up to the boat ramp, yeah. it's not going to warm up by the time it I even get home. It doesn't so. even get warm. <laughs> no. Wow. No, I feel bad for the dog because he'll jump in the truck and he's just, I mean, beat to shit. And I try yeah. and warm it up for him. It's like, it's not even worth it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Luckily, if he's wearing a vest, I use those tangle free vests and they fit him so well that like it keeps a lot of the water off of him. But still, I mean, yeah, his whole back end is wet and that's all the all the vital stuff. So actually, there's a there's a lady in southern Ontario. Um, I forget the name of her kennel right now, but uh, her name of her kennel is is really Dakota Creek Kennels um, yeah. and they're in southern Ontario. Sue Snow, exactly. Anyways, they sell a jacket. I'm gonna buy one for my dog for late season because I hunt um some some bigger water, um, not not anything crazy, but and it's called a the a rough, I think it's called the rough coat. And okay. and all it is, it's like a, a big thick blanket, um, and you just drape it over your dog, and it's got like a little haps. So it just closes okay. up around her neck. It holds every bit of heat inside. And when you want to send them, you uh, you can literally just grab onto the coat and the dog can break, break out of the jacket. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, that's cool. It, it's called a coat, but it, it's it's not really a coat. It's more like a, a friggin blanket like a drape just like, or something. Yeah, yeah, just something like that. But I tell you, because I hunted my dog on Lake Ontario last year in December, I, I only did it one day. Um, because you know what the, you know what those dogs are like, they'll just go, 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 oh, go yeah. until they, until there's nothing left. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just felt so bad putting her out into the water. I'm like, I'm never doing this to you right. again. Um, so I got to get, so Sue snow and Dakota Creek kennels for anybody in, uh, in Ontario. That's wondering, but, that's super um, cool. yeah, I'll, I'll post the, I'll try and remember to post a link to it on our social media because i i am yeah. going to buy one for my dog um just for those those cold mornings and i would think um those diver hunts too when they get back in uh when they get back into the tender boat or whatever right like it'd be pretty so good we, i don't generally run my dog when we're open water layout hunting just okay. shore stuff marsh stuff right. i mean okay yeah it's for that kind of stuff, it'd be kind of more of a hassle than it's worth. It'd be cool mm -hmm. to see him jump off the big boat and go get the ducks and stuff like that. But for the most part, we're getting them with uh, with just regular nets. Yeah, yeah, like a dip so, net. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a little easier. And if we're beating up the dogs the day before on the shore, it gives them a day off. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they can use it every once in a while. Absolutely. So now tell yeah. us more about like your, your, your media production thing and, and you follow this show and you know how we flip back and forth all over oh, the yeah. place. So, um, so tell us about your media production because you're, you're into a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I started, I bought a camera when I first graduated college. So this would have been in like 2016 and right down my old house before I bought this one was inside of a public hunting marsh. So my property touched the the private or the public land. Yeah. And uh, my pond, I would get a ton of ducks in there. And I'm like, you know what? I want to start taking pictures and like getting good at it. I always seen yeah. these people that just post these wild pictures online. Mm -hmm. So I bought a camera, learned how to use that. And I was doing just like some social media type stuff, making videos. And I had a drone and stuff. And 
one of my friends asked me if I wanted to film his sister's wedding. And I'm like, man, I'm just a redneck with a camera. Like I, I don't know how to film a wedding. So yeah, I actually yeah. bought another camera that I was looking at. And I was like, well, if I do this wedding, it'll pay me back a little bit to buy this camera. So I filmed her wedding that took off and I've done probably 40 weddings since then. And uh, it's paid for a, ton of my gear i've done a lot of stuff um just with different hunting companies that ask like in the area like real geese i did some stuff with craig and um i do some stuff with uh gk calls now okay Um, yeah 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 because they're right in the waiters i've done some stuff with them um just kind of whoever asked me for stuff i can kind of do it so it's been pretty cool um after i started you know kind of making some money off of it. I turned it into a business. So it's a registered business and everything. And yep. I shoot photos, videos, pretty much just about anything that you can think of. And it's been a fun ride so far. It's really, it's once you learn a camera, I mean, for photo or video, it's, mm-hmm. it's just flip, flipping back and forth. There's a few little nuances here or there for like doing different things with video as opposed to photo. But yeah, I mean, I, I've, I like doing waterfowl mostly. I mean, my whole wall back here is all yep. the pictures I've taken. I like doing waterfowl, uh, waterfowl dogs. I started doing farming stuff just because I'm really interested in it. Like just whatever I want to do, I yeah. can just kind of do it. So the weddings are the big thing I do. That's um, the money maker, eh? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what kind of keeps, uh, keeps that, that portion of the business alive not that it really is going to fall on its face at all but it's uh it's just the one thing that like i can count on every year of you know Mm -hmm. it's it's my focus on i guess yeah philly have you uh have you dipped your toe into the wedding photography game yet god no god no (laughs) there's so many people that say that and i don't blame why (laughs) why why would Pretty God, my wife isn't listening. What, what, why would you ruin a perfectly good single life and get fucking married? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why? No, I'm asking you a why. A lot you're... of people do. I'm just saying. Why? Dana, it's... Uh, Dana, I love you. Yeah. Really it's like my uh, my dad when when the whole gay marriage stuff was coming out, right? And how, you know, there was all these people that were up in an uproar about you know, uh, gay people wanting to get married. And my dad was like, I don't understand why people are so upset. Let the, right. let the gay people get married. He was like, yeah. why should they be any better off than the rest of us? Let them be just <laughs> as miserable as the rest of us. And I was like, ah, that's a good one. Dad. A point. Here's another one. <laughs> like, like it's, it, it was it's like the, uh, like the, the polygamists or whatever. Yeah. But like, Oh one, yeah. One, one wife, never mind like having five or fucking six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds miserable. Um, but Philly, like, so oh, now oh, oh, PPS, I love you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> she's don't listen to this show. <laughs> Ironically, she has once. And it was at a very fucking inopportune time when I was running my mouth off. Yeah, I got in shit. I, oh, got, I got in shite. Um, oh, yeah. Philly, um, anyway. you know, you just came back from a trip out West and oh. I gotta say, I have not. So for that week you were out, like I even messaged you one day. I'm like, are you guys not even getting into birds? Like you weren't sending any pictures whatsoever. Like, and and I know like, 
I know that you were, you know, hunting and, and stuff like that, but you know, there'd be a quick, I, I figured you'd send like a quick picture of a pile or something like that. And there was n- like nothing like you, you were off the grid for a week, pretty much. Yeah. I was, I was grinding. You were grind- uh, grinding. 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 Nah, it's not really, you don't really grind out there. There's too many birds. <laughs> well, when, when you're up at like 4 a.m. every day, sometimes 3.30, depending on how far you have to drive. Yeah. Um, and like if we're doing a snow hunt, like right there, it's it's a 1,400 decoy spread. Yeah. It's just insane out. to me. Like, so like what was that? That was silo socks? <clears throat> all silos? Um, uh, we or were all socks, all, I should say. 1,100 socks and 300 full bodies. Oh, that's a big, you know, setting them up doesn't seem like it takes a line. It's tearing down that we, we, we actually, honestly, like tearing down was faster. Really? Um, we had seven guys and everyone just get them. Like, I, I mm-hmm. honestly couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to hunt with. Like I knew yeah, that's good. So, so I was like the seventh guy. Yeah. You were the new guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. So, out of the yep. six six other guys, I knew three of them, and I've hunted with them okay. in the past. And okay. um, like honestly, like you just go out there, and you start hustling, and like believe me, you will find work to do when it comes to putting out decoys. Oh, there's always something to do, and especially like, those full bodies. Yeah. yeah. Well, but believe me, like the 300 full bodies was the easy part. It's just it's yeah. the 1100 stocks. See, I think it'd be the different. I think it could be the opposite. Those oh, full no, bodies just, suck to carry. No, um, just the socks. The well, socks is just, just, boop, yeah. boop, 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 well, you, just you had to pop them, pop them out. Like, uh, I don't know what brand of socks we had, but like, there's like, there's basically like two stakes in the sock. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of a pop. Oh, okay. You got to like pop it and like the stake yeah. pulls in and it holds the sock out. So you had like pop the steak and like the ground is like freaking concrete in most parts. Like you're lucky you find some spots where like, like where, you know, the wheat was growing. Yeah. You, you can get the steaks in. Like there's mornings where like you jump out and like you're jumping in the trailer and you're just kicking full bodies out of the trailer or you're grabbing like mittfuls of socks and you're just running around like a crazy drunken sailor sticking <laughs> them in the ground the best you can. Well, like you'd be surprised like seven guys, I think, I want to say, I think we could actually get it done in an hour. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, 14, I would think yeah. so. 1,400 decoys, we could get done in an hour. Yeah, I can't remember like, how many we were setting up out, out west. Philly, no, how, how were you, how was the water situation out? Because I know, I know Manitoba has, I know Manitoba has some water. I know Eastern Saskatchewan has some water. Um, I don't know where you were. Um, I know southern. I know southern Saskatchewan has some water and stuff like that. We we were in Yorkton. Yorkton. That tells that that makes me think that that place doesn't exist when you say that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we, we had. It's sort of like when me and when me and Mark came down and hunt with Jim. We said we were in we were on Keswick Ridge and all these guys were messaging. They were they were like, how come you guys were right here and you never come and told us that you were in town i'm like we weren't in keswick buddy we were <laughs> not even close to Ke- we were long. <laughs> yeah yeah not even close um, to keswick we we had we we had a reasonable amount of water um like yep. there was definitely uh you know a couple of dry spots here and there right which is to be expected in the prairie it's like honestly like 
like the, the whole the whole area that we hunted was drier than a popcorn fart but um it's pretty dry <laughs> yeah like you, you could legit dry out a quarter oak firewood in six months as opposed to two years like she was dry Some dry eh? um but like, like we we had ample water um obviously i've got nothing to compare it to because it was my first trip right um but like in my opinion there was potholes all over the place like we're driving around like all these roads and like there's like little drinks in the ditch and there's a dozen teal mm. or there's a pile yeah. of gadwall or the, like there was one spot we, 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 we drove through and there was cans really cans <laughs> in the ditch I, I probably I, would have jumped tried, out and tried to tackle one because I still haven't funny, got a can. I, I tried getting my co-pilot to, to slam the brakes on in the truck. And when he did, they just like, yeah, we're out of here. I'm like, <laughs> dicks. Like, I have a camera. It's not a yeah. gun. It's a yeah. camera. They're like, yeah, we don't care. Screw you. So did but, you get uh, good content, though? Like, did you? Did, were you I, able to get? I snapped off 1,770 photos. And how Sounds many like something and how, I would do? And how many how many made it past your inspection and, and that you're gonna be able to use? Less than hundred. <laughs> Brian's yeah, right. and, and for those that are listening less, and not watching, Brian's just nodding <laughs> yep. his head like been there, done yep, that. Sounds right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Take we, a thousand, uh, you use fifty. <laughs> we, we we had a juicy, juicy duck hunt one morning and like I should, I should have upped my f-stop. I had so many like dirty photos of like mallards cupped in the decoys. And like you can see the decoys, you can see the mojos in the spread, and the photos are just bleached to shit. Oh really? But yeah. Should have bumped the f-stop, and I didn't because I was too horny. And yeah. <laughs> I've had like, that like, happen before. Like too. like we 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 did a, we did a Drake a Drake only hunt one morning, and we smashed them all. There was a couple guys that didn't know what drakes were but we won't go there and um like so we were done we had our 56 yeah 56 ducks so there's yeah uh seven of us and like you could like i was legit sitting up in the layout blind just smashing the camera button and like there's birds just dumping them like you could reach yeah, up yeah. grab them by the feet that's yeah. so cool it was ridiculous like there was one one field shoot we did one morning yeah we, we ballparked it. We probably saw 10,000 ducks. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. I was talking that's to pennies, uh, pennies, mallards, yeah, you name mallards, it. pennies. I was talking to uh, the Daryl Gilbert from, uh, you know, he he runs the Saskatchewan Lodge for on Garros and um, was chatting with him the other night. And and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just getting back from from watching uh, watching a field of snows. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, what are you, what are you looking at? He was like, ah, oh, there's about 80,000 here um, on this feed right now. And I'm like, fucking insane, man. <laughs> yeah, 80,000 so birds. Crazy. Yeah. Like was- so crazy, dude. We went out, we were in a place a couple of years ago. We went out and we were hunting with them. And uh, so him, myself and Ryan bro, um, we decided we weren't going to crane hunt that night. So Ryan and I decided we weren't going to crane hunt. We were going to tag along with Daryl and just do some scouting for the evening. Um, so we get out to this place and it's uh, without giving, because if I, if I describe it too much, people will know where it is anyways. And I, I look down there and I'm like, 
How many birds do you guys think that are, are down there right now? And I'm horrible at estimating when it comes to this, like these numbers like this, right? And the boy's like, oh, there's probably, I don't know, there's probably 250, 300,000 birds down there. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, how can you estimate that many birds? And Daryl goes, well, I'm, I hunt here all year. So I, I know what it is. He was like, so we were there. That would have been like, Canadian Thanksgiving. So like the middle yeah. of October, yep. um, he said by December, he was like, there might be a million birds there. Yep. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like that isn't like you can't get your and, and Phil now, you know, because you've been out there, like you can't get your head wrapped around it until you actually see oh, it. Right. Oh, like yeah. My, my yeah. first, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> my, my first like two or three days out there, like I was right fucking unglued. Like, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And like by, by the end of the week, like we'd be, cru- like, we'd be cruising the road, scouting, and like, you know, yeah, there, there's a flock. Yeah. It's 50, 60,000. Yeah. We might do it. Like, like yeah. we were at that point. Like, if you go on my social media, like, for those that follow, follow collective on instagram i posted a pile of reels there's one video where like we drive for like half a mile on video and it just snows balls deep yeah for half That's a so mile. crazy to me because we only like we'll be lucky to see 50 or 100 in my area right i'd, be lucky, to, I'd be lucky to see three where i hunt That's but now funny. but now brian on the other hand um, you're out on, on Lake Erie and you'll see, you'll see a raft of 20,000 blue. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's different just because like a lot of people talk about, you know, the different flyways and stuff for yep. diver ducks. We are a big flyway. Like they yeah, come 100%. from Lake Huron down through Lake St. Clair to Lake Erie, kind of peel their way mm-hmm. off to Buffalo and then go to Chesapeake Bay. So it's yep. like, there's kind of a there is a, a roadmap for divers and we yep. happen to be in a pretty good spot for it. Cause our side of the lake is shallow. So it's easy for them. Oh, to feed. Okay. So if they're only feeding in 10 feet of water out in the middle of the lake. Yeah. That's, it's really nothing to see. Really? Is that all, that's all, that's all the depth that you have. Like, like if you go ramp? out three or four miles, you'll get into like 18 foot, 18, 20, 22. But really? if you go towards the east side of the lake, it can get anywhere from like 200 feet. Oh, I yeah. Mean, like in, in it, Erie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like down Erie. towards Buffalo, Lorraine, it can get down to like 150 foot. And that's where a lot of people like try to target some salmon and stuff like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> down our way, it's it's really good for walleye. Uh, that's where they kind of breed. It's a breeding ground for them. Okay. But there's just a lot more washed up like muscles and stuff like that, that okay really really into i gotta stop because we have not talked about this on the show since it happened and you brought up the walleye i know exactly oh, where this is going like <laughs> like I'm, that I'm looking, video I'm for some i'm looking for some lead here in my uh but, man <laughs> so like so it was bad enough like that that he was caught right like and day. i get and Both i get it day. yeah day yeah um that they got caught yeah but if you listen to the voices in the background of that video 
I'm surprised him. he got out of there alive. Buddy, I am too, because yeah, yeah. some of the fellas that were watching, and I heard fellas say, how many times have you done this? I heard one fella say, you were the king, man. You right. were the king. And how many times have you done this? Um, uh, uh, we got to call the cops. And and like, yeah. I, was, I was just like, oh, holy smoke. Like, how they, do you get out of there alive? They were going to yeah. fucking lynch him. Oh, his, buddy. Par- his partner, his partner. That's so like, I, I don't know the name. Like, I know the names between the two guys, but I don't know. I believe it was Ryan and Chase. But like the, the, the one names. guy, the one guy ran like a little fucking bitch. Oh, he did ran he? into his truck and locked the doors. Yeah, oh, he did he? Like a I didn't see that. Bitch. I didn't yeah. see that. And then there's so like that's the guy with the like the black goatee. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. from Pennsylvania, I believe. And then there's oh. the other guy who was clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. and he just so, stood there. So he's he's the one that's that seen standing there as though yeah, they're like yeah. they're they're gutting the finch, but like, yeah, his partner ran. Yeah, his partner ran like a little fucking bitch. Yeah. Well, I would too. Yeah. Well, here you'll have you a fucking man up there, sweetheart. Yeah. Well, so there's no man enough to that. There's no man enough to that. Yeah. Bitch. Exactly. Yeah. When it happened, I just happened to be, I think I was on TikTok just messing around and I'd seen something. I'm like, no way. Yeah. So I start following it and then like more videos start <laughs> getting posted oh, like and everybody deep dove into mm-hmm. it. So like these guys, there's a Bass Pro by us in Rossford, Ohio. Yeah. They do this thing called the Rossford Roundup. It's a big walleye tournament. Everybody launches from Rossford and goes out on Lake Erie and does the same thing. Yeah. So there's a video and this had, I think it was three or four years ago. And it was those two guys in a truck and another guy was filming them. He starts talking about how they did the same thing. They put weights in their fish and then they were cheating on their wives that night too. So like they just got double whammied on that video, (laughs) but then there's people. Yeah, exactly. But then there's also all these other, uh, I mean, from what I hear in the walleye, you know, realm is uh, that they're not the only ones doing it, but they were the dumb ones that did it. Really? eh? Well, I mean, well, you're looking at, you've got these directors and all these judges and stuff at these places. Like they can probably tell you the weight of a fish within the ounce. Of yeah. How just by looking, just by looking at it. Right. Just yeah, on experience. When, so yeah. when somebody brings in a four and a half pound walleye and it weighs eight pounds. They're like, <laughs> no, you can even hear it in the crowd when they're filming. You yeah. can hear some guy go, that's not an eight pound, eight pound fish and tells the, the director, like, check it or whatever yeah, like how yeah. he's like, gonna do like, it when when you've weighed hundreds and yeah. hundreds of fish oh, thousands Absolutely. i'd assume yeah. So, yeah. yeah like like even to that that extent and you see a couple that like yeah <laughs> that just ain't right right so the lead weights was one thing but then shoving a fillet down the fucking yeah. gullet up yeah from what <laughs> i heard just, the just, fillet was just, supposed to cover the weight so that they couldn't feel it on the belly Oh, Fail. that's what I heard was like okay. the reason that they stuffed the, the fillets in there. But <laughs> I mean, like you, you got to go to depths to try and oh, cheat buddy. for, I, I mean, like I get it. Like if it, it's like any competition for, especially for money, there's going to be oh, people yeah. that want the edge, but it's like, you're talking about such a bad place to do it. Like, dude. And like, so, so think about this, like I'm looking at, so as I'm watching the video, right? Like the dude, yeah. he's standing there, he's got his jacket on, like you cannot get another company's logo on his, on his shirt or on his right. jacket or whatever. Right. Like yeah. this guy's endorsed, like you wouldn't believe 
winning tournaments, like obviously doing very well for himself uh, with his winnings and endorsements and stuff. Yeah, I think they won and over the last two years, I think they said that he won three hundred and six thousand dollars. Well, not him, but both of them. Is the, a team. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and that that boat. Like, didn't they win that boat too? Last they year? won the boat, I believe. They so we have two competitions for just the general public around here, like, and it's like, uh, the I, I, I would love, brawl. I would love then, to have a six twenty one yeah. in my driveway. I'm just saying, if anyone well, now it's it's probably gonna get auctioned off if you want to try and buy it. If anyone's <laughs> donating a six, actually, that's that's probably urban. Uh, that's an urban legend now. So that oh, boat sure. will probably sell like ten times worth. Oh my god! It yeah, it's gonna like, be you're I, paying for I, the I, meme now. I, I, I need a new musky boat. Just say yeah. it. Hey, and and, and be the a good old Alaskan ain't cutting it. They could. I I just man, I just it's crazy. Like I I. Not that I not that I approve of it, but I, I understand just like you said, Brian, like if there's money involved, someone's going to try and get the edge. Someone's going to yeah. someone's going to push the limits. Right. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought about this until you just brought it up. But like these judges, like they've been fishing their fucking entire lives. That's why they're there. That's why they're, they're there. Like so, this. Yeah. so you can't you can't walk in with a, a four pound right fish and then try to tell you all of a sudden it's six pounds yeah, like exactly i just can see that well like so, some guys like that that's their career yeah right it's, yeah. It's yeah, absolutely like, like i i i i kick ass and take names so some people rescue cats from trees like dave um <laughs> sorry dave <laughs> But like in the states, like some guys, like that is their livelihood. That is their career. Yeah. That is their life is fishing tournaments. And honestly, like, like if you're, if you're good down in the states, like obviously, like the vast majority is bass tournaments because anybody can catch a bass. Um, but like that's their career is fishing yeah. bass tournaments. And like obviously, the subsidiary to that is fishing walleye tournaments. But like that's their job, right? Catch fish. Yeah. And if you suck, like these two fucking asshats. You stuff fish with weights, yeah. make yourself look glorious, and then you get busted. Well, and the sad you, part is that suck. without the weights, they would have still won. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, At least that's was, what they're was, saying. Yeah. It was yeah. what eight eight pounds of lead. It was eight or nine eight ounce or twelve ounce sinkers, and then there was six or seven walleye fillets, and yeah. okay, I mean, there was a whole milk crate that they filled up. Fuck yeah, I seen him. Yeah. I seen him as he's Tossing taking them and them throwing in them in the yeah. fucking milk crate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's something, and and I'd love for somebody a lot smarter than me to explain this to me. So, and maybe I'm just really dumb, and I'm just just not getting it. But you're just new for these, anyways. Carry on. So, so you're looking at these lead weights. You're looking at right. these downriggers. These downriggers, all lead, yeah. But yet, we're not allowed to shoot lead. It makes right? no sense to me either. Yeah. Do you know, I, like there has to be, there has to be a fucking reason why they got rid of lead shot. Well, the, the, the biggest thing is birds picking up the shot and using it in their crop. Using it, See, and that the, makes sense. Yeah. Like but it's it's filled? it's a lot smaller. That like a lot more like how I see it at least is like maybe these bait fish are the ones that are 
eating the smaller shot size that they can't fit like a, you know, full, like quarter ounce lead sinker or something. Right. Then these bigger fish are eating in just the toxicity just kind of transfers itself. I, I don't know for yeah. sure, but I've always thought about it. Cause I know how many weights I lose fishing. Yeah. I go, it's probably just as much as if I was shooting lead out of a shotgun, you know? Yeah. But, like I, the only thing, is the only is. thing I could think of is like over fresh water, right? Like, like yeah. hunting over fresh water, and if it's and if it's a water supply for a town, or you know, so not thinking about like a little area where I am, where there's probably you know fifty hunters that go right. out. But if you're talking like Arkansas, where it's yeah. just hundreds of dudes just blasting yeah all day every day well then yeah i guess that sort of kind of makes sense but yeah still. that leg could be getting into like in that scenario could be affecting vegetation and things yeah. like that well yeah. here, here, here's the funny thing like there's one one farm in particular where like there's like the like the fields are super segregated like a lot of fields here and there a lot of fence rows lots of bunnies so today i go out and i smash you know smash some ducks smash some geese in the cornfield but tomorrow i'm going to kick those fence roads for rabbits i can shoot lead right it's the same with us with upland uh zero zero sense but again it's our government running the show there are a bunch of asshats bunch of donkeys well so so here's the newest one so so remember and we've talked about it on the show and there's been a number of posts made about it on social media by by a ton of people so this this rule that that the states um imposed where anybody hunting up in canada they couldn't bring couldn't bring birds into the states yeah well that's been lifted and you can now bring but that was retarded but (laughs) You cannot bring back a bird that you want to do for taxidermy. You still can't bring the whole thing back. You, you can can't only bring, bring the, the whole bird. That's right. So if you, if you want, it's if weird. you shoot, if you shoot the fucking unicorn of pintail and you want it ta- and you want it taxidermy, you got to taxidermy it in Canada and then bring it across. Because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I don't again, really see how it matters, but well, I don't see how it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so yeah, well, so at, at so the end of the day, that's true dope. And no, Billy that's Madison, not that's Billy not Madison. true. Trudeau's got nothing to do with this. This is this is uh, this is senile Biden that that's coming <laughs> up with this, which which <laughs> makes a lot yeah. of sense. If, it, if it's Biden, that's coming up. He with probably it, doesn't but. even know. What's going <laughs> oh, he on. doesn't even so, know. Yeah. It, Somebody else is running that show. That, uh, that old senile prick doesn't even know what fucking day it is. Well, and anyway, I thought it was. I honestly, I thought it was Kamala Harris that was running the show, but I don't think she's. I think she's dumber than what he is. So, um, <laughs> Camel Toe Harris. Anyways. Um, anyways, that's our yeah. political rant for today. Um, don't vote for. Tri- don't vote Trudeau. Hey, listen, stay away from the liberals. Biden, Trudeau, look at a mess both of our countries are in right Fucking now. Fucking Billy Madison. It's become pretty wild. It's the wild, but, wild west out here for sure. Well, you know, 
I thought it was bad up here for inflation until I started reading how bad it is down. Like you guys are worse off than what we are. And that's saying something. Oh, you are. Your your inflation rate is I think you guys are like two or three percent higher inflation than what we are right now. I think the last time that I'd seen anything, we were around like 18 percent. Yeah. 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 Like it's insane, dude. Like you guys are getting like it's 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 not a good time to be south of the border right now. No, Um, I mean, with gas, groceries, uh, housing market, just everything, everything, man everything luckily, luckily tangle free's been keeping it real and we can still afford their stuff so <laughs> that's and, all i care about <laughs> well yeah no and and that's smart and and if you yeah. remember listening to last week's episode where eric was I did. On, um eric talked about Corey and and how Corey sort of kind of he played it smart right like he he, yeah. he made sure he had enough inventory of, of certain things just so that he could sort of kind of battle this i'd like to say Corey had the, yeah. the foresight to see that this was coming i don't know if he did or not but but I mean, you obviously- have to think so just because of their business model i mean yeah. The, yeah it's it's all about his inventory and what he can provide to absolutely man the customers i mean it's the same thing with like even craig i'm sure that yep. real geese i mean he's using that same material for not just those silhouettes it's for plenty lot- of other stuff that he's That's making right. So, I mean, when you start looking at people like that, as opposed to people that are like supplying big box stores, then I mm-hmm. think that you have to have that business insight to see that, you know, yeah, either, good, good either the freight is going to be changing depending on where you're getting your materials from, your decoys, whatever that is. And yeah, I mean, just good on him, you know? Yeah. Um, a spoiler, uh, Craig Mintz will be on next week. Because we oh, nice. really got to, yeah, we really got to dive into these, uh, to these vivids, the vivids? that, yeah, yeah that he, that they're he's, sweet. yeah, man, there's, I, I can make next episode too. Can you? Good. So, <laughs> so Craig will be on next week. Oh, cool. Um, cause we're going to talk fun. about these vivids, uh, really, really want to know because, uh, I'm look, I've, all I've seen, I haven't seen them up close and personal yet. I think, I think a little birdie told me that there's some on my way, um, on the way to awesome. me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's either on the way to me or on the way to Dave. It'll probably be on the way to Dave. Um, <laughs> God bless Craig, because Craig Craig was vacationing in Jamaica with my best friend's mom and husband a few weeks ago. Oh, really? So yeah. how how small of a world is this? So my, oh, I know my, it's crazy. Yeah, my my buddy, like we've been friends since like I'm fuck forty two now. So we were like a just a baby. So my buddy and I, we've been friends for like 31 years now. So I was old the, as I am. <laughs> I was the best man at his wedding. He was the best man at, at my wedding. I was at the hospital for the birth of all three of his children. His mother. You guys like give each friend. other like Dutch rudders and stuff like that. <laughs> Shut up, Damien. Um, <laughs> so like his mother. She would not hesitate to fucking smack me when I got. <laughs> yeah, I oh, bet yeah. you. She, I bet you she has. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. This would be. She would smack me if I got out of line. So like, out of, out of like out of the blue, I get a text message or like a, a Facebook message from Craig. He's like, Elaine says hi. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, Craig's gotten hacked. Like some nonsense, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I open I open the message and it's Craig and his wife. And my best friend's <laughs> mother mom. and her husband 
sitting at a table <laughs> that's crazy drinks in jamaica i'm like are you fucking serious yeah that's pretty cool they're down oh, there and go hey hey how you doing we're like we're from ontario hey we're from ohio hey we're retired hey i make decoys hey my kid's son kills shit yeah 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 the, the odds awesome. of that are so slim yeah, yeah. really yeah, Wow. Big time. Boys, um, you know what? I think we've gone over the 60 let's, minutes. Let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> yeah, I, can get pissed. yeah. I think we're over to 60 minutes, actually. Um, which which is fine. It was good. It was good chat. Yeah. It was hey. good chat. But um, so yeah, so uh Brian, buddy, thanks for coming on. Um, and no, you know thank what? Thank you for having me. I really and, appreciate it. And dude, like open invite any like don't wait. remember you. what i told you when i said i get the blinders on and i get tunnel vision yeah um if i don't reach out to you it's not because i don't want you to come back on the show it's because <laughs> i've i've because dug in heard it and forget. I, because i've dug in on on something else and i'm not i'm not looking at my because you've got these other guys coming on that i have no business being on the same show no as, buddy so. actually I, no i Great. really appreciate I, it brian message message me so we just so it's, for anybody that's watching or for anybody watching or listening they just Totally missed out on what you said because my internet connection <laughs> cracked out. I, I, yeah, it came out on mine too. I think oh, it never come out on yours either. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was That's all right. Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> um, Brian, nobody yeah, open yeah. invite anytime, dude. Thank you. All you got to do is shoot me a message and say, "Hey, I'd love to come on. I I got something that I think uh, I think the people, the millions of fans would love to love to hear." And and oh, we'll. Boy. <laughs> we'll work it out so we'll do a quick round the table um it's a it's like a coffee table tonight because yeah. there's only the three of us and <laughs> we'll give the last word to you brian uh Philly. Good. brian great having you all man appreciate um, it i know where you're coming from hunting down there in ohio um again, like you know my dog's from the area sandusky bay you know super super rich in you know hunting history duck hunting absolutely history, diver history Sandusky's like our our long point. So, okay, you know I know I know where you're coming from, and uh, keep up the great content, man. And thank you. I, I really want to see some big big diver smashes this fall. I'm really hoping to. Yeah, Brian, to you, buddy. Well, I just appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, like it's it's so crazy coming on a show after Eric and Sean and Jeff and all those guys. So it's just. It's kind of surreal to be here and I really appreciate you guys having me on. No, buddy, absolutely. And and you know, when you're so you say that, uh, but yet um I'm gonna tell you I got one better because I reach out to those guys and ask them if they want to come on the show, and they're always like, Absolutely. And it's that's crazy. what that blows me away. Um yeah. so just goes to show the type of people that they are because they really they're no different than us, man. Like they just right, yeah. They, they just love shooting birds and, and, and following the passion. And uh, yeah, it's pretty humbling when, when you reach out to a guy like uh, Sean Stahl and, oh, yeah. and Jeff Coates and you say, Hey, you want to like, Oh yeah, I'll come right on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now Brian, buddy, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out Brian's YouTube channel. Too many hobbies. It is awesome. And it's not just bird hunting. So um, it is, it is 
the smorgasbord of videos. There's so much on the go right there. And it's quality. It's quality, quality Thank content. Um, that means a lot. So please check them out. Subscribe, ring the bell, and please subscribe to us because Brian was bragging to me before we hit the record button how he's at a thousand follow uh, subscribers and has done half the time that we've had our YouTube channel and we're still at 500. So please, um, I don't want to have Brian making fun of me anymore. So please, I would never. (laughs) I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, throw this out. Um, if we hit a thousand YouTube subscribers, yeah, for the YouTube channel, you must yep. like, like, subscribe, follow, like, whatever the fuck, what, cool, yeah, just the cool kids subscribe, are doing, right? Subscribe, um, yeah, and and keep subscribing. Don't just do it for the sake of the giveaway and then yep. fucking back out. Um, I'll donate a guided hunt. Ooh, so thousand thousand okay. subscribers. Yeah, and then what? You will do a do a random. I, I will give away a guide hunt, like you and Dave, because this is your. Okay, dude. I'm just yeah. here because I have to be. <laughs> yeah, um, for the good looks. Yeah, for, like far from it, but like you can go through like our subscribers. Yeah, it, says, it sounds like a lot of fucking work, but it's your lot of work. But yeah. we'll go through and we'll pull a fucking name out of the hat, and I'm gonna donate a guide hunt. Awesome, that's awesome, buddy. Thanks so, so much for doing that. So all all our friends. Our millions, millions and of millions. listeners, subscribers, followers, and so forth. Millions. Get your friends on the fucking bus. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like Not just smash. one person. It's two people. It's a two-person hunt, right? Smash. Don't do it for two. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, like, like, then like, you like, can take your friend. your friend. Yeah. You're your friend, your spouse, your like, significant you other. Who you bring. bring yeah. your fucking dog. <laughs> I don't care. Bring a fucking squirrel. As long as they have a license and can grind. Yeah. I don't care. But like we will do a giveaway and my word, we will go out, we'll grind, either field hunt for some dirty old like fucking pandas. We'll go do do some divers. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let's get to a thousand, folks. Get your friends on board. Let's go. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. I really do appreciate that. Brian, buddy, thanks again for coming on. It's been Absolutely. awesome to Anytime. chat with you. And I can't wait to to have you on and I can't wait to chat with you again. And and I'm I'm pretty, pretty proud to say that I consider you a friend now after well, chatting you. with you for a while. So uh, you thank well. you so much, um, ladies and gentlemen. This was episode 118 of the Union 0430. As we always say, surround yourself with good people and good things will happen. Look after one another. Don't be a fucking douchebag and big love. Thank Until you. next week. <laughs>